0: Well, as you know, it's been, what, four months uh, since the football was last uh, kicked in the shores of Mzansi. Um, it also seems that the Premier Soccer League, as well as the South African Football Association, seem not to be seeing eye-to-eye about uh, a couple of things. Uh, especially when the football season should resume. Now, I don't know if we'll ever see a compromise reach between the two organizations. Uh, The PSL also hopes to resume the season this weekend or next weekend, um, if they are to complete the season at the end of August. But have they met all those compliance that have been required? Now, what seems to be the biggest hold-up? What is the point of contention? Those are some of the questions. I think we've heard what the mother body stance is on the matter, and we heard what a club boss's stance is on this matter last night, and uh, we did promise yesterday that we will put up first uh, the acting CEO of the Premier Soccer League, Mamma Majlala, who joins me on the line. Good evening. Thank you for your time. Welcome to MSW. Uh, thank you, Robert.
1: And uh, good evening as well, and also to the
0: listeners. Good evening. Apologies across both of the radio stations on Metro as well as Radio 2000, and you, the listener at home and on the road, and wherever you're listening to the show. In conversation with Mamma Madlala, she's the PSL acting CEO, and we talk about the uh, prescribed resumption of football right here in South Africa. And uh, the question that I did pose uh, before we got cut off uh, was a very simple one, asking about whether or not there's been any progress, Mamato. and once again, thank you for your patience. Um,
1: Robert, uh, progress, uh, no. Uh, The last POG that we had, that's where I reported. And uh, in in that last DOG it was after we had a meeting with uh, the task team, the CEO, uh, Deboko, and the compliance officers, both uh, from the league and from from uh, from Safa and the doctors, uh, we also a presentation was done by Safa, and in that presentation, the minimum compliance measures, you know, uh, the next steps to be followed, and there's quite a, quite a, quite a list uh, of steps that need to be followed before we we, we, we can move forward.
0: What would you say to a layman that's listening to the show right now? What is the main stumbling block? We established yesterday that the dates, yes, you did not agree with, uh, but what we parted with last night was Safa saying the 1st of August. What else would you seem to deem as the stumbling block? It's
1: the protocol, Robert. Uh, Last night, Safa said the first. uh, in, in what we had submitted Safa from the BOG was the agent that uh, for, as the PSL, we are ready to resume on the agent uh, based on a number of things. Uh, that's the, 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 the letter that we submitted to, to Safa and also to the minister to saying as the league, we are ready to resume on the agent to to, to finish the season.
0: Well, the 18th have been a reasonable date to resume given how long you've been off playing football and when they were allowed to start training.
1: Sir, what is the question, Robert?
0: Was the 18th of July a reasonable date, given the fact that football has been off for almost four months and also the time that you've given the clubs officially uh, to start training?
1: That's the date that the POG took. So when I say the POG, that's where all members Uh, all club chairs meet in that BOG for the 32 teams. That is the date that came from from the BOG and that is the date that we we then transmitted to SAFA and also to to the Department of Sport. Mm
0: -hmm. And obviously the BOG are the club owners. Yes, they are. Yeah, and I think that's why when I ask, it's more from a football perspective to say that um, from the time that the clubs were officially allowed to start training uh, up until the 18th, would have been possibly a space of about two weeks. Would that be seen to be enough time to prepare players and make sure that you avert things like injuries?
1: While you say that and you say club owners, and um, and, and, and I'm assuming you mean uh, they are not coaches, they are not not fitness uh, coaches, they are informed. Uh, uh, by the team that is behind them, uh, they are informed by the by, 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 by the team uh, that is responsible to get players to get players ready. And most, if not the majority, of the clubs, while we have been closed, they've been training. While I understand that being on the pitch and your training online is not the same thing as well. But you remember also that uh, when government opened up and said people can, can go out and start training, uh, some teams took advantage or informed players that they can run, they can do that individually as the permission uh, uh, allowed. But the majority never stopped uh, training uh, 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 online.
0: Sure. I think by asking about BOG members being club owners was not an insinuation that they don't know football, but I think it was also to inform some of the listeners as to who comprises of the Board of Governors. So I think it's in that light that the question was asked.
1: And I understood it exactly that way. I I also understood it that way, and that is why I then explained to the discussions, agendas are sent out, so when people come to to the meetings, they understand exactly what's going to be discussed, and uh, and there'll be times when people bring their lawyers, they bring accountants, and and you, you you have your own meeting back home, and you are informed. So they were aware what was going to be discussed, and that is the date that uh, we, we, we we they all agreed on uh, the 18th. Mm.
0: And, and like you rightfully said, training as far as fitness is concerned versus. Training for a match day is completely different. That's why you'd always hear people saying the player is fit, but he's not match fit. Match and there's been fits. no matches since what, um, March, mid March, somewhere. And, and, and hence that question to say what had informed it. Because as we go along, we want to be as informed as possible. Um, as, as to why the 18th, what had informed it given the, 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 the time that has been there. But also bearing in mind that, if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the back-to-training protocols uh, were issued on the 30th of July, uh, which meant that they could start training from the 1st of July. No,
1: no, no. They They were issued again to members. But uh, the back-to-training protocol, I think, sometime in June or in, in late May or in June, that uh, they were submitted to government and uh, they were then approved by government at that time. But when we do these back-to-training protocols as well, they are also shared with uh, the with, with member clubs. And and it was only in, on the 23rd of June that we received the permission from the minister. But those protocols are also discussed. And members have got those protocols as well. And that is why it was easy for them to make arrangements when we then got the letter from the minister giving us permission to train and to play and a list of what needs then to happen, you know, when people go back to training and the whole list of it. So it wasn't something that was new that member clubs had just received. Those documents were, 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 were are always shared with members. They were shared with members even, even before.
0: So just to re-establish that, so 30 June it was issued officially and they could officially start training from the 1st of July but only once all the protocols had been passed? Yes. Because they couldn't just train without having passed the protocols?
1: Yes, and which is why I'm saying, why we say 30th of June they were officially, uh, by the time the minister approved them on the 23rd of June, they were already, long before they were submitted, members had all of those documents. So they had the documents and they knew exactly what they needed to do. Mm.
0: How concerned are you about other clubs that had already started training formally as groups, way before all of these had been passed and sanctioned?
1: I haven't got proof. Uh, I have heard about that through the media that there were clubs that had started training before, but no one has given us proof to say club sure and so. Uh, they talk about that, that they were clubs that had started training. That was That is a serious breach, Robert I must say If any of the teams, if you can have footage or get information of the teams that started training before permission was given to them, before they submitted that, that is serious breach and uh, a breach that uh, will not be tolerated because they could have put players in danger, they could have put lives of other people also in danger, because then as the league, as the government says as well, that monitoring on, and, and compliance by the PSL must be assured, and which is what we had a short government to say, yes, we will do that, we will make sure that no one starts training until everything has been done. So that's serious breach.
0: Mm. But, but, but obviously you don't have that information you, you're saying nobody has come forward but would you want to seek that information and want to get down to the bottom of it because as the club owners that sit within the BOG I doubt any of them would put up their hands and say that they are guilty of this crime
1: I, I, would, I would really appreciate and I'm saying on air that if we can have that information there will be serious consequences uh, uh, to those clubs who started training before they were approved to go back to train? because that will not be taken kindly.
0: We describe will not just describe what serious repercussions would, would mean.
1: We will charge them, Robert, and it will be a serious charge uh, uh, from the PSS to say this is this is uh, 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 one of the very, very serious charges uh, that, that uh, we will charge them with. It will be a serious charge and the, the serious recommendations in terms of if, if we can prove that people started training before.
0: Would docking I mean, off points be seen as a serious charge?
1: We, we are talking about life here, life of players here. And that mm. is why no one was supposed to go and train before giving proof to the, to the, to the chief medical officer and the compliance officer that before you get people together, that tests have been done and, and many other things that ECGs were done. Flu vaccines. I mean, there was a whole list of things that needed to happen before people could get back into start training.
0: Would docking of points be one of the possibilities? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what a, a serious charge would mean.
1: You know, the league's prosecutor will have once they they, they, they they presented their case. Will also recommend that the, the league considers this uh, to be to be a very serious breach. Uh, some people would say money and I will know with players As very times they will say you take money and that's when they feel it the most. Uh, Other people would say, as you say, uh, a of coins or or even more, you know. Uh, We will look at that to see. look at our handbook to look at uh, what is it that we can do or not do. But this is COVID now and which is not covered in our handbook. So we look at how best, what sort of message we want to take out uh, uh, to our own members to say, you do not do these things because you compromise the entire industry. You compromise people's lives and it, is, it, it cannot tolerate that. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and how seriously would you take, uh, and I'm sure you've been following in, within media if you've had time in this busy period for you. Um, I think it was cited that Coach Owen de Gama was lamenting the short period of time that's been granted to them uh, to train, saying that they needed another two weeks how would you respond to coaches who are looking at it from a footballing perspective and giving their opinions?
2: You know,
1: I always say to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say this correctly, um, uh, 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 Robert. Coaches, uh, the, the, I'm assuming that it's like that everywhere. Uh, they've got their bosses reporting to their bosses, and that is where they need to discuss the problems that they do have. If they've got problems, if they are bosses, they will come to the meeting. And when we agree on dates, people agree on dates. And then we have coaches uh, uh, giving out uh, statements like that. Their personal opinion, I wish we all had time, you know, to, to give as, as much time as we always do. And I mean, it's, it's a norm that our preseason uh, is always the, the number of weeks that the coaches will ask for. But this is COVID. This is not normal. This is about trying to save People's jobs. This is about livelihoods that we are trying to do, bearing in mind also the risk of injuries, which is why, Robert, we are saying uh, 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 five facts. We are saying stopping the game for water breaks that are not usually there. We are saying uh, tell us more. What else can we do to try and mitigate and minimise, you know, uh, uh, the number of risks? We, have even said, uh, uh, the norm is to register. 50 players, we are saying register more. We are saying you can register from your own development. And I think I read somewhere also where, I think it was Kevin Hunt, who was saying um, he is is registering five or so uh, players from MTC because he understands also that he has got to rotate them to try and minimize that. We as the league have gone to the extent of saying, let's go to this bubble. And in that bubble, there will be additional doctors for teams who don't have full time doctors, there'll be additional physios, there'll be additional you know, uh, 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 facilities or infrastructure that will not normally be there to try also and assist in, in attending to the injuries that are there. Saying that there will be no training session that will happen when people are in that bubble that will not have medical personnel, that will not have doctors, that will not have physios, that will not have ambiences to try and, 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 and minimize and mitigate this, only to try and achieve this bubble and everything else that needs to happen there is going to cost over 100 a, a million rands, which the league doesn't have. So we'll have to forward borrow uh, to try and save these jobs, to try and save so many jobs that we have to save. So we're trying to get this balance. You know, to try and strike that balance to say, if it goes beyond this time, there will be nothing to save. So it's a compromise where we welcome, as you say, we will welcome suggestions. And uh, people, why people criticize, suggest as well, recommend. You know, we would love to hear those recommendations as well to say, what else have you seen anywhere else? What else have you seen that works? Which is why this document, the return to training, it was also given to... Aspects, medical aspects to say, look at this. What do you think of this? Do you think what, it's going to minimize you know, uh, uh, the risk of exposure? And that is why the doctors, when they looked at that, they came back and they said, if you are going to do what you say you are going to do in this document, you can play at any level. Because this is like a bubble, an island above you know, the, 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 the country. So if you create that bubble, that is going to be this secure, it doesn't matter what level it is, you can play it anytime, and this is what we're, we're trying to create. but we are doing our best and we are Don't... saying tell us more
0: No, 100 percent and talk about that bubble, um, which is in how. That decision again was taken in within the board of governors. was that a unanimous decision that was taken there or how did you reach the location of the bubble?
1: excuse me, the location of the bubble. It was, yes. we look at how games are played, Robert, you would know. Uh, the last two games of the season, uh, games are played simultaneously. And therefore, we had to look at an area where they will provide enough infrastructure. An area that has got enough infrastructure to change and also match venues. So we looked at an area that has got a minimum of eight venues. You know, so that then those games... Can be played at the same time, so that was one of the major criteria uh, to look at the place that will be able to provide us that.
0: And I know that within the Department of Sport, there was advice that was given to to Safa within their official correspondence, citing that they, you know, they need to fortify the risk mitigation plans by noting the prohibition. On hotspot areas. So obviously, Gauteng is that hotspot uh, with the total of over 100,000 affected people already, 5,000 new coronavirus um, you know, in- infections on a daily basis, uh, which basically amounts to about what 44% of the country's total. Is that, a, is that a bother for you? Or do you believe, though, that when you're in this bubble, uh, that nobody will be going out with the risk of coming back in and the potential of infection.
1: Precisely. And that is why a creation of this bubble, to say with this bubble, it doesn't matter where, where we are. Uh, it is going to be like a fortress. It's going to be like, uh, I, I don't know which fortress, that people are going to be escorted. No one mm-hmm. is going to get into this bubble. We haven't got permission to be in this bubble. We will have 24 hours, 24 security. That's going to be, that's going to be there people when people and that is why even 48 hours before getting into that bubble everyone who is going to that bubble is going to test and when you let's 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 hold on
0: let's quickly hold on to that thought uh mama i'm not uh, cutting in because i disagree i'm giving you as much time as i possibly can i just need to take a quick spot break and we'll come back and continue the conversation
2: i can speak on behalf of a, a loving fan, uh, would you know, we, we are tired of this this mess. between the South and the PSL. I don't know. Why can't they come to a resolution, guys, peacefully, and let the league resume? I heard the Cape City boss talking last night, and I was like very frustrated. My raise are certain certain points that we all see with ignorance delays inja are unnecessary. Uh are not for no good progress, man. Uh Bra Ruby, how are you my president man? This is Papa in Cape Town from Gondabele. Um I hear uh, the talks of the PSL continuing, but my bigger concern is the PSL next season do we really have a title sponsors bitverse Bidvest really going to be uh taking us through it for the next couple of years or is just he says she says thank you Robbie. hey uh, good evening to good evening Rob. Uh, firstly i want to say thank you for bringing umama the ceo uh can you please ask her how they're going to make sure if it teams as lalice players as as a test a positive, why in the situation? Tarot? Because the team, as a fan in the case achieves, chiefs, uh, is trazing players as just test a positive, bangoban but as a good players as positive about a Macama. So, how are they going to make sure who good Zong players like this? Gene Berlin negative, Tarop. Thank you, Tarop. As again, Captain Akarisha Tank Tarop. Hi, good evening, Robert Johnson from Bombella. Robert, this of war between Safa and the PSL has been going on for some time. But wait for a moment, Robert. Just wait for next year. Before the end of next year, Tula Inguenya will no longer be itself. Danny Jordan will no longer be itself. Just wait and see because there's something coming. There's something brewing up. Wait and see, Robert. Just save those voice note.
0: All right, thank you so much indeed for those voice notes, 0605842250 in conversation with the uh, acting PSL CEO, uh, that's Mahmoud Omajlala, uh, who is on the line. And we were deliberating uh, around those issues and talking about the safety and how tight it is going to be security-wise uh, that nobody is going to be uh, stepping in and out. Maybe let's, let's pick it up on a, an important, relevant question to what we were talking about before the break, Uh, which was asked and raised here um, in the voice notes, and that has to do with the disclosures of players that have tested positive. We saw initially, Orlando Pirates were the first. They declared not only just a number, but a name. Bloemfontein, Celtic were next. They declared not just a number, but a name. And then it was Kaiser Chiefs, no names, but were given a number. And then there was dead silence after that. Uh, presuming that everybody's kept clean and clear, but obviously we do investigate, and I can safely tell you that there have been clubs, a number of clubs that have had players test positive. Why the decision not to then disclose and talk to the public directly so that you can win their confidence by playing open cards with them?
1: I can answer that, Robert. Um, it's it's uh, shortly with the Bobby Act that uh, has now been made law that talks about the protection of information of an individual. So before you can disclose information like that, that is personal, you must get the individual's permission to disclose. Now, if the individual is not comfortable with that, as a club, you cannot disclose. But let me go back and explain that 48 hours, because one of, your, of the voice notes you know, we are talking about that to say, how are they going to know that the players who are playing, they uh, haven't tested positive? I was talking about the 48 hours test that will happen before people get into the bubble. Okay. Once they test 48 hours, they go into camp wherever they are, and the league will monitor, will make sure that all of those clubs are in isolation once they test, and they will wait for the results. Those results and the testing is going to be done by the lab that the league has signed an agreement with, a national lab that will then submit that information to the club doctor and also to the league chief medical officer who has signed a non-disclosure document in line with this POPE Act because you can be arrested if I disclose your personal information, Robert, without your permission. You've got to sign and give me permission. And when you do that also, you've also got to take into account people's human rights. And when we want to do that as clubs, again, the public is going to accuse us of bulldozing players just because players, they've got to work, they've got to earn a living. So we force them in signing this and giving us those rights. So it becomes very difficult to find that balance as well because it's it's their private information. So Mm. going back to this 48 hours, they test, the results will go to, to the club doctor, they will go to the league chief medical officer uh, uh, who has signed this non disclosure. And only people who have tested negative will be allowed then from those lists uh, to go into the bubble. Now, here I am with 50 players, they have maybe 10 of them in that list are positive. I cannot then move on with them to the bubble. Then we, have, then we need information in terms of what is going to happen with those 10 players. You don't just dump them and you leave, you leave them there. And you go. The, the league will have to get information in terms of how are they going to isolate, how are they going to be tested, and also how are they going to be helped in, in terms of medical health, and then after the 14 days or whatever period that day, because it's, it's a moving target with government now, you know, to say retest. But government is now saying once you isolate for 14 days, you don't have to retest. That is the latest that they've come up with. But in our document that we submitted, we had said people will retest, and only people who test negative will then be admitted at that bubble. So just to assure uh, uh, the, the, the listeners and the soccer lovers to say, there is, no, there is no chance, there is no place to hide because the medical officer of the league will have information. And when people test negative, it also goes to government because this is how they get their tests. All labs, are, are, are they submit to government all those tests. So government has got that information, you know. Uh, so this is how we are going to ac- accept people in that battle. That was the plan.
0: Let me go back and quickly interrogate the issue around the disclosure. In talking about the disclosure without names, so here we're dealing with Club A has four players that have tested positive. That is a disclosure, and I'll qualify why I say that. This is a public health issue. So if you give a different take on what you've just said, so as a public health issue, not disclosing your positive results especially within a football environment, can also be seen as highly irresponsible.
1: Not disclosing to whom, Robert?
0: No, disclosing to the public, talking to the public in the same way, let's say uh, uh, Mikel Otete was the first guy uh, within the premiership in England as a coach to test positive and um, he, you know, it was a public thing. They spoke about it. He went into isolation, came back. He was there winning yesterday against Liverpool. I, you know, the list is endless of those who have come through or not. Domestically, you know, other high-profile people in news, Shaheem Rankisun the other day, Desan thatia I think it was yesterday, who declared that he was positive. And then you, you've seen now Shaheem go back into work, and people are saying, oh, great, you know. So you can test positive, but then you can bounce back. Are you not missing a beat as a highly supported sporting code of football to also drum into the people to say that there is hope because a lot of people don't even believe in COVID. I'm not saying that this has got to be your responsibility, but I'm just saying that not disclosing without names should be something that is happening.
1: The league, uh, in, in terms of the information that clubs submit to the league, That is there. Every club will submit and say, so many, we've tested so many, and so many have tested positive, so many have tested negative. Not only that, results as well are submitted to the medical officer of the league. So there is nothing that is hidden here. When you talk about people going out and disclosing, uh, because this is not like, this is leprosy. And uh, people should be ashamed of disclosing. There is nothing to be ashamed of of disclosing that you've, you've got that. But individuals mm-hmm. are doing that themselves. And this is the, the distinction that I am making here to say, I cannot, from the office of the league, if anyone tests positive, the doctors will know, but I cannot go public as me and say so-and-so. I can do that about myself. If I test no, positive... But as, but I can as a
0: league... But as a league sharing information with the public to say that we have four clubs that have two players each that have tested positive, we're dealing with it, they've been self-isolating, it's an airborne disease. So those that are uh, training or whatever with those players, you know, it could become problematic. But all I'm saying is that getting the buy-in within the public to share the information openly because it's not something that they've gone and sought to get, knowing what it's an airborne disease, anybody can catch it. But if we know that the league is playing open cards with the public, then that is a different story. Then you start to say, okay, they're dealing with it, they're sharing the information. Yes, people can recover from this. Then that is not a missed opportunity, but it's an opportunity that is well taken.
1: Open cards, uh, maybe it's a strong word, uh, because I do not think that uh, it has been hidden. Uh, I have never In fact, I've never been asked, even though I would have to check with uh, 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 our legal guys and uh, our compliance officers to say, is is there any harm in disclosing numbers? No one has ever asked me, and that is why I have never also asked as well, because I would have to be advised as as, as the accounting officer to say, can I or can I not? They do not come to me. They go to the medical guy who is signed that, and to the compliance officer who is signed that.
0: But that's why I'm saying that do you see it as something useful? That is why we're having this exchange so that, you know, you can inform, I can give a different perspective because at times when there is silence, there's almost a, a scenario where it seems like there is no existence of that. I mean, if, you had to, if I had to say to you a rough number of how many players in the league have tested positive for COVID-19, would you be able to, to, to give an answer for that?
1: I would love to ask because I do not get that information because, uh, as, as I have said again, that it doesn't come to me. It comes to the to, to, to the guys who have signed the, the non-disclosure. I can ask them uh, to say how many have, have, have tested positive. If they say you can go ahead and give that information, I don't have a problem with that it. But what I say, hmm. I cannot give names, and and but you, I, I am no, no, the, are the, the names
0: are not important yeah no the names are not important at all we're all always saying is that to give an, an indication numbers wise um and, and i hear you saying you you don't have a number do you not feel the need to at least know the number so that you know whether or not you are winning the battle people are able to understand and if somebody is able to test positive and then there's contact tracing that is a viable option knowing that As we go along with this invisible enemy that we have, the league is dealing with it. But at the same time, they're sharing it with the public that absorbs their product.
1: At club level, Robert, that is one of the conditions that uh, uh, we're given by government when they give permission. Uh, The conditions are that the compliance officer at club level must have the address of where players stay. They must have who stays with those players. They must have phone numbers. They must have addresses so that you can conduct, uh, 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 you, can, you can check. So all of that they have got, all of that at club level, and they've submitted to, to the league. So it starts down there. It doesn't start with the league. All of those things, and this is what the boxes that they will take and say, this club, you know, they, 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 they have complied because they've got all of that information. So when, when the, 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 the inspectors from the Department of Sport, National Department of Sport, went to all clubs, went to the clubs that they visited just to check if they comply, all of those things are there. They are there for inspection and you are supposed to keep those for six months, uh, you know, as a record or for more or for 12 months. So it is there. So they've got that information, they've given it to the league you know, to think, here is that information, but it is there at club level so that you can trace.
0: What's the latest around the referees? What do you know about the referees?
1: The latest that I got on the referees was a list uh, uh, that, I was, uh, that, that was sent to me by uh, by the CEO of Sapa to see here is the list of, uh, of referees where they are, and that is the latest. And I think I read somewhere saying they've started testing and I'm assuming them that that is therefore we started testing. Uh, I saw it somewhere today that uh, they have started testing.
0: What is the obstacle around referees, from what you understand?
1: In the meeting that we had uh, with uh, with Jerome Damon, who came and presented to the to the committee uh, about the referees, one of the things that he raised is that uh, he said. Uh, they wish. I'm, I'm assuming that this is the committee or himself that uh, when 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 clubs went back to training, they wish they were told it uh, was. They didn't know at that stage because then reference would have started training at that at that stage, and it's on record because we recorded the the the, 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 the meeting. He said they wish, but and then he said, but that would be that's a discussion for another team. So. And he said, referees don't stop training. And they've been training, as he said, but they've been training individually. So that is what he said at, at, at that time. And, is that an and obstacle? And he
0: said,
1: they need 21 days. He said, they need 21 days. That is the, was his best presentation. He said, mm. they need 21 days to get a, a, a to be ready to rest. And then I made a plea to them in that meeting to say, mm. can we find each other? Can we try and find a, a balance a, a, of everything, a, a, of resumption and also of safety of, a, of, of people who are going to be involved? And then let's if let's pick
0: going up to on. Let, let me be a quick referee here myself. Let me, let me just go for a half time break. We'll take the news at the top of the hour. We'll pick up on this refereeing issue because we're trying to eliminate as many of the purported and perceived obstacles uh, that are keeping football away from being played um mamato malala is my guest uh, PSL acting ceo we'll continue this conversation MSW. since we're
2: here from pretoria can we protect the ceo from yourself the while i understand the logic why it's important for the league to disclose such information and how will that help us but i think here robert the right to privacy of individuals supersede any right um, that the PSL may try to impose. So, PSL cannot impose themselves to tell players that they must disclose who they are. There is stigma around COVID 19, unfortunately. Um, so, we don't want to see that if people disclose, let it be their choice. Thanks, uh, Robert. <laughs> So, I so a question about your mother, your mother, and your mother. If resume, if you it, yini. La be able to do it. You will Thank you. 2000. I mean, I am going to go between Safa and PSL. Simingly, we 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 Safa. a band of about two hundred people. We have PSL. Of which, we 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 Mr. we we Mr S
0: sounds like uh psl
2: have done their homework they have worked very hard to make this um bubble very safe and the 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 soccer games to be played i think they need to be supported i don't think they are supported enough in south africa i think we're just looking at what to criticize and we don't really understand what is at stake the jobs of the players, the money that keeps the clubs afloat. We just want to poke what we think uh, is wrong with the plan. And and, and so far, really for me, they are not coming into play. They are not uh, playing the role of a mother body, supporting the PSL, making sure it is successful. They just to prove that they are right. Uh, it is visual in Florida. Rob. Thank you. Good evening inbra Rob, can you please ask the lady there what is their plan? because since the players is going to remain in the bubble, but is it, uh, did they ever thought of possibilities that a player may be injured or need medical attention at the hospital? What are their plans regarding that? Didn't they think that the player will need to go to the uh, to the hospital and leave the bubble? and What did they ever think of the chances of the player contracting the virus while at the hospital? So, what is their plans on that? Thank you, bro. Rob, so, so, uh, I think, um, I think, bro. I mean, uh, my suggestion to both PSL and Safa is to kiss and make up, and you know, I think this season should be. It should be uh, declared nylon an void, and then we should be looking forward to in the next to the next season, basically. Because I, I feel like so much money will be spent on this bubble, because in the NPA they are spending billions just to make sure we t- the the, the uh, there's a winner. we declare this, we can't afford, we can't afford it. There are rob-
0: All right, uh, we're back in conversation. Thanks so much, uh, Anne Musa, for the news. Mama Majlala, my guest, acting PSLCO, CEO, um, getting their side of the story in terms of what has been happening with the impasse uh, that we've all been watching unfolding in front of us. Uh, just picking up, um, Mama, on the refereeing issue, and you did mention Jerome Damon and what was interacted. Just a quick one. Was a date provided at that communication that you had uh, as to when the league had decided that they wanted to come back into football?
1: Yes, Robert. Uh, The date was uh, the 18th has always been there. And I'm talking about the plan now uh, uh, going to the the 18th, to the resumption. The plan has always been, it has been the 18th that uh, we start our season on the 18th. And that is why then we were needing referees from Safa to say, we want to play on the 18th. In that meeting, mm. we even offered the league to say, we will fast track the testing. We will fast track everything that needs to happen. We always do pay for all the expenses for the referees. Whether it is fitness test, it is everything. We will fast track the testing because the lab that we have is, is, is nationwide. So we will do all of that. And we want to, we want to go and start playing on the agents. And, and and from that meeting, uh, the two weeks now that people are talking about that there was, in a, that there was an agreement that they, we had agreed on referees uh, training for two weeks or, or or needing two weeks to get, there was no such agreement. We even wrote back to Safa and said, please, don't put resolutions that were never taken in any of our meetings. And the CEO uh, 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 responded and said, uh, apologies for that. He was going to remove all of those misrepresentations. So the date was there on the table that it is the 18th.
0: The the press conference on Monday, listening to the chairman, alluded to the fact that there was no set date that was put forward initially. When did the 18th come to, come to bear? The 18th
1: came from a um, from our our POG meeting, And remember when we got permission? I'm trying to trying to figure. I've got the date that it's going to be the 18th. Um, uh, I think I think from that POG, that that resumption uh, was agreed that it's going to be the 18th. Mm.
0: Okay, so the notion that there would there was no starting date agreed would then fall off. Um, full of the and wagon we, as far as this is concerned?
1: This was the starting date that uh, 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 was agreed by the BOG members. That season, Because we're driven to, 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 to SAFA to write to FIFA and tell FIFA that our season will be finished by the end of that month. So we were starting now in, in July the 18th because we need 45 days to finish that season. So we start oh. on the 18th. And had you,
0: had you given SAFA the full plans though?
1: Yes, Safa, the one who wrote to, 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 we wrote to them, and then they forwarded the letter to FIFA to say, extend the, 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 the season of the league. Because they, they, they remember, the season was up until the end of June. So we wrote to Safa to say, please inform FIFA that our season is going to finish end of July. I mean, end of August. And we are starting on the 18th. because We need, we, we need the dates. I mean, we need the days, the 45 days, to be able to finish that. So the end date of the season, it, 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 we wrote to, 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 to Sapa to say, this is the end date of the season, and they forwarded it to FIFA to say hmm. our season will finish at and end, end of the eighth months.
0: A lot of the correspondence, and, and obviously listening to you as well tonight as we're having this conversation, does refer to the department and the department and so on. Do you deal directly with the Department of Sport?
1: Yes, we do. Uh, in fact, the letter when they gave us permission, uh, the mission, the conditions that they gave us as well, uh, said we must submit, we must submit our training and playing venues uh, to them. We must monitor. We must. We must provide operational plans. We must do all of those things. That's the letter that we got from the minister saying we must submit to them. We must do that. So we've done that, and we've copied
0: after. Hmm. So, but, but in just trying to be a layman here watching with the relationship that has been there with the PSL as well as Safa. Is that are, are there times when information goes to the department that Safa is not aware of? And therefore, it, it almost looks like they are being jumped in the process, whereas they've been given the powers by the very same department to play that overarching role to make sure that the PSL and everybody else is compliant.
1: It was it was the same thing as the, 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 in, in the media saying the league has jumped the gun, the league has done this, has done this. Meanwhile, the league was following the instructions from the, from the from the from the from the department and from the minister, in terms of appointing this, appointing that. All of that was part of the conditions of of our permissions to resume training and play. They said appoint this, appoint that, appoint a a a, a compliance officers, appoint this. Submit to us this. You know you must submit your training plans. You must submit your venues. You must submit your training venues. You must submit this. Those were the conditions, and that is exactly what we did. We 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 complied. That is why we say we have complied with everything that the department said we must do. We have done all of that because those were the conditions given to us by the department, and we have done that. And when it came to venues and the and the dates and and all of that we submitted and then we we, we, we copied SAFA we we wrote we send the letter to SAFA as well for their information.
0: So with that role of them being the overarcher of all of those processes are they getting that information directly or are they just copied with the department being the primary one that you're communicating with?
1: Robert when you want information you ask for it. The information that we've been sub- submitting, the department asked for that information, and we have submitted that information to them. So, so
0: there the would be information go. that's gone to the department that Safa would not be aware of.
1: I'm trying to think of which one that Safa would not be aware of, because the letters in the the the, the letter saying the date Safa is aware of, and the 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 the, the, the training finished, as, as I'm saying to you, it is. What the department asked for, we've given to SAFA. I mean, we've given to the department what SAFA, what they need to know, we have given to them as well, the information, the the date. And it always works like that with with, with the pictures, with the SAFA supplying us referees. It always works like that. We will let them know that this is when the season is starting, and then they will supply, they will give us the reference. Uh, The start date of the season has never been discussed. Uh, we always let Safa know that this is when we are starting our season. There's never been a discussion or a debate or, 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 or a conversation about who gives the starting date. Uh, we've always given Safa the starting date, and they've mm. always given us yeah. reference. Uh, under normal circumstances, though,
0: mm. yeah, and I'm saying under under normal circumstances th- that is what you state. But I'm I'm saying that in order for the machinery to to turn the recognition of the relationship between the mother body as well as the commercial wing, which is the Premier Soccer League, or NSL, needs to be the one that is informing the department based on their communique that involved both yourselves empowering Safa in terms of their role. And obviously they don't need that empowerment because that is the role that they play in any case, that any form of communication ...is directed to them. And that is, from my perspective, where the problem lies. I, I don't know. I know Michael Murphy was not well on Friday. I don't know if... Has he recovered? Is he fine? Yes, he is fine. Okay.
1: But, no, it's, it's the same the, thing. The Robert. main
0: meetings where uh-huh. he is supposed to be at, I believe that they were cancelled on Monday as well as Tuesday.
1: I'm listening. Are you
0: aware of that? Uh,
1: on Monday...
0: Yeah. So Friday, I, Michael Murphy was ill, yes. so it would be understandable that he would not be able to attend the meetings that are scheduled. Yes. Yes. And he plays a very important role as far as his representing the Premier Soccer League. Now, Monday and Tuesday, you're aware that the meetings were cancelled?
1: We had a meeting on Monday. Mike was in that meeting. That is the meeting when we were given... Uh, when Jerome Jamon came back and, in fact, when he was invited was in the Monday meeting and Mike was in that meeting on Monday. You we were in that meeting with Safa on Monday.
0: What was resolved in that meeting?
1: There was nothing that was resolved in that meeting and this is where it starts now. When we got an email from Deboho after that meeting on Monday, there were now resolutions that were reported to have been taken in that meeting. And then Mike wrote back uh, to Debojo. And uh, Mike was saying to them, he had great difficulty uh, with everything, including discussions that didn't happen, being reported to the media, and also being reported as resolutions that were taken. And he was saying he doesn't take kindly to that, and he does not want to be part of any of meetings now, where when he finishes that meeting, there are resolutions that are now said to have been taken, when he knows that nothing like that was, was, was taken, no resolutions were taken. And he sent it to Teboko, and Teboko replied, apologizing, and saying he fully agrees and will change all of those misrepresentations. That was the correspondence from Mike to them, to say, please, don't put, don't say there are resolutions that are taken here were no resolutions. There were no resolutions taken in that meeting because that was the first meeting that Jerome came and presented to us. And he went away and said he will reconvene his committee and will come back then and tell us what it's supposed to be. No resolutions, no resolutions, no agreements were taken. Uh, about the two weeks now that we see a resolution or, or a decision was taken that we were all happy with the two weeks. There was absolutely nothing
0: of the sort. As you and I would know that the more time there's a delay, the more time you're going to miss the 1st of August.
1: I don't know. Obviously, the 18th is not happening. It was the 18th. Uh, and I do not have any date. And we haven't agreed to. Any date, our date was the 18th, and there is no other there is no other date that uh, I, that 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 we have agreed to.
0: Okay, now now that you know that the 18th is not happening, then Safa yesterday you heard you were on on the on the show towards the end was the mention of the 1st of August. So 18th is not going to happen. So 1st of August has been put in front of the PSL by the mother body. What does the PSL say to that? The POG
1: said they instructed the executive and the chairman to say, start engaging. Go out and engage the sponsors, engage the broadcasters, and engage the whole, city, whole province, which is shouting about these developments. Because our date was the 18th, and that's where we are. We are busy with those engagements, the chairman is busy with those engagements. That's where it is. The first, there was no agreement of the first. There was nothing like it. was not even, we, we, we didn't even agree on the two weeks. So it's those resolution in inverted commas that are on paper, that never happened, that Mike wrote back to them about saying he does not take kindly to, to that, nor do I.
0: Okay. The, the, I, I, I take that and I understand But are you saying publicly that you reject the date that has been proposed by SAFA of the 1st of August?
1: I am saying our date to be able to finish our season was the
0: 18th. It's not going to happen.
1: We always
0: always do,
1: Robert. I must stress that SAFA has never, ever given us a start date. It has never happened. We do that because we look at our schedule. We look at what needs to happen And we say for us to be able to reach this stage and finish this, this is when we start.
0: But we understand that's an extraordinary situation that we're in. So what is normal becomes something out of the norm and, you know, something out of the ordinary. So that is why I'm saying that what would be seen to be normal is no longer. It's an abnormal situation. But then, what was given yesterday on this radio station to the rest of South Africa was a date. I don't know if it's on paper, whether it's just spoken. But the association said the first of August. You're not going to be playing football on the on the 18th, which is this weekend. Do you reject that date, or what is your way forward?
1: And that is, I am glad you are talking about abnormal situations, and this is what we were hoping we were going to achieve. This is what we are hoping we will get together and understand that we've got to play on the 18th. That normal situation, it is COVID. It's that, and we were not expecting layers of layers in terms of what they still need to do, what still needs to happen for us to go back to training. And I'm saying that is why uh, is caused this delay, uh, all of these layers that that, that, that um, uh, 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 we are now facing with verifications. The, 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 the checking of a training readiness, the checking of a training and, and match venues, the submitting of training and match venues report to FIFA, because that's part of the, of the, of the minimum compliance measures. Uh, that uh, we were given by Zafa, that this is what they still need to do. They need to submit training and match readiness reports to FIFA. They've got to look at the province agreements to host the matches. They've got to inspect. So those are the layers. That is why I'm saying uh, uh, it, has, it has gone out of hand. And that is why we we're proposing under these extraordinary conditions to start playing on the 18th so that we can achieve what we want to achieve and finish the season by the end of the month, which is the date that we have given uh, 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 to FIFA through FIFA, FIFA to say we are going to finish our season at the end of the
0: eight months. Um, let me get, I think this is around about the same time you came on last okay. night, um, because I think we need to find each other. We need to find finality in this thing. Tebo, um, it doesn't seem that things are, are working out. What do you tell South Africans? I don't know if from your side you've made any progress. Uh, You've heard what the CEO has said.
2: Uh, Rob, good evening to you and the listeners. And I think I must remind uh, the CEO of the PSL one thing first. The letter to FIFA never had a date. It was a first letter which goes to FIFA to say, we are going to play beyond June. There was no date. We only got a date after our first meeting. It came with a list of uh, training venues and stadiums, and I wrote to them immediately that day to say, it is surprising after we had agreed that we are calling the head of reverence in the next meeting. Maybe Mama, don't needs to recall that, that the letter to FIFA, which I can avail the copy to you, it was saying to FIFA in line with the first letter to say, we are extending the season to the 18th of June. Of course, Rob, you're saying where are we now? We have written a formal letter today to both government and, uh, and, uh, and PSL and said, given all these issues, the South African Football Association has now put the 1st of August as a date, given our engagement with Mr. Jerome Demont. And uh, we are ready to resume on the 1st of August, as uh, in line with that letter. And there are no lot of things, uh, as the PSLCO is saying. We are saying, one, compliance. If you can give us, we said, we, and I emphasize, we don't want to unravel the egg. Give, Mike must meet with Mr. Naman Nguyen and say, this is what we have done in terms of compliance. We are happy. As per the agreement of the meeting, we agree and write. And I agree with her. The two weeks, uh, as I said, it was an agreement between SAFA and the Rebris Technical Committee. In that letter, it was not reported in the right way because the, the Technical Committee initially wanted three weeks. And we said two weeks. And we agreed with them. It was a consensus between the two, not between us and the league. And we wrote back to the league to say the reverence are proposing the, 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 the first week of August. So now we came with a clear date because it was said, no, there is no clear date. I wrote a letter again today to say, this is what we are doing. We want the uh, first of August the sooner we start uh, and finish the process, is more especially the compliance, because as she rightfully said, the the Gazette does not only say uh, the leak, it says the leak and the Federation will be held liable. And uh, also, what Bamado uh, had said uh, about the letter from the minister, we received a letter from the minister, and we think we must give those letters same weight. We must not look over the one which says we give you permission. Because even when the minister was with Europe, he had mentioned very clearly that there will still need to be compliance issues to be met. Things can be good on paper, but you need to verify that indeed there is compliance. So the position of the association is that first aghast, and uh, there is no many levels which we have put. It's just to verify compliance issues, ensure that uh, the reveries are tested, the reveries are ready for the games. Those are the two outstanding issues in our, in our understanding. Mm.
0: Okay. I've got to thank both of you. Mama, Majlala, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming through. I hope this has been a useful exercise for the public, but we will follow on the story as it unfolds. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I think so. okay. All right. That's where that comes to an end. Sure. Do, 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 do. South Africa, there you have it the league, the association, the current status. That's all I can present to you, what was said.